Welcome to episode 10. With Valentine's Day coming up and love being all around us, I wanted to talk about the importance of maintaining your own identity within the relationships in your life. Whether it be with a spouse, your children, family, or friends, it is so crucial that we stay true to our authentic selves, regardless of our surroundings. Why? Because wearing a mask has become a lot easier these days, and the need to please others by changing ourselves has somewhat become a trend. So let's take a minute and talk about love. What is love? It's this intangible, deep feeling of affection that we have towards the people in our lives. The unique thing about love is that there's actually no real definition and no real measure of what love is. There are thousands of perceptions of what love is supposed to look like, but in reality, it's really specific to each individual. You can have different versions of love. For example, the love you feel towards your partner or your pet won't be the same version of love you feel towards a friend or flowers or a video game. Not to mention, your idea of what love is supposed to look like is also specific to you. Maybe you assume love is supposed to look like how you see it in movies, where you're dancing in the rain or you have a moment in an airport. Or your idea of love is spending time on a couch eating your favorite slice of pizza, and laughing. Regardless of what love is, the one thing that needs to say the same, no matter what, is that your genuine self should never have to change to fit someone else's perception of what love is. Before you start saying relationships are a give and take, which yes, I agree with, when you are in a relationship with someone, there is a level of compromise that is needed in order to keep the relationship compatible, However, in the same breath, it's what you are compromising that makes the biggest impact to your sense of self. Are you compromising the way you maybe clean up the house or the way that you cancel plans with friends to spend some time with your partner? Or are you sacrificing significant parts of who you are and your core values to make another person happy? Now that is the determining factor. It has become too easy to lose ourselves in our titles of being a spouse or a parent or a child or a friend that we actually become blind to the fact that in the process of making another person happy and putting all of our energy and focus on this, we are actually slowly starting to lose big parts of ourselves. When you start to become dependent on someone else and you expect this person to fill voids inside of you, and you start working exceptionally hard to do whatever it takes to keep this person happy and in your life, you're actually making yourself weaker. And in a sense, you become a leech. You become this person that might become overly clingy and you start to push the other person away. You may become overly sensitive about the smallest little disagreements. And you might be unable to do things on your own. You lack self-love. You may lack self-worth. And ultimately, you start to sabotage the parts of you that make you, you. And now you're filled with so much anxiety and emptiness because this person that you're expecting to fill these voids physically can't always be there because this is life. There's work. There's school. There's responsibilities. This person cannot physically be there for you 24-7 and this causes you emotional and physical distress not to mention mental. And now you become obsessed with this person you're dependent on. 
And that not only can be damaging to your relationship, it also can be severely damaging to your mental health. And I'm going to go as far as saying it is severely damaging to your mental health. One thing I always say to my clients, friends, and family is that another person should never be the reason of your happiness. They should be an extension of your happiness. The only person that is responsible for your self-worth, your self-esteem, and your self-love is you. In order for you to have the ability to sustain happy and healthy relationships, you have to be a whole and genuine person yourself. You should not need another person to validate you. You should not need another person to give your life meaning. You should definitely not need another person to be your identity. You should never be known as so-and-so's partner or so-and-so's mom or dad or so-and-so's child or so-and-so's friend. You have your own name. You were born and given a name and you have your own identity and that is who you should be known for. You are in fact responsible for yourself. That is no one else's job. Codependence is becoming a growing problem these days. You see teenage children getting into relationships really early on and basing who they are on account of other people. You see adults staying in toxic, abusive relationships because they don't know how they're going to manage alone if they leave. You hear people constantly saying, my partner did this to me, but you know, I know he or she loves me, so it's okay, I'll stay, I'll wait, things will get better. And as the person who's listening, as the supporter, you ask this person why they're doing it to themselves. But as a listener, what you can't see is that this person has fallen so deep into codependency and this notion of quote unquote love and the fear of being alone and living a life without the quote unquote love is extremely scary. What we as supporters of these people don't see is the intense self-doubt these individuals feel on a day-to-day basis. How desperately they need validation, even if it's in the smallest forms, like saying good morning. What we don't see is that any form of feeling special is 1,000 times better than feeling inadequate. But that's a bit of a severe case, so let's just take a step back. If you find yourself revolving your whole life around a person, and when that person isn't there, you feel alone and anxious, and your emotions are in like an all-time high, that is your distress signal. Your emotions are trying to tell you that something is not okay. Listen to your emotions. And if I were to sit here and ask you who your social circle is, and the only person you can name is your partner, or if I were to ask you what your hobbies and your self-care is, and when you take time to practice that and prioritize that, and you tell me I don't have any time, and you make up 1,001 excuses as to why you can't prioritize you, those are some alarming red flags. If you feel an obligation to do things for your partner or for family because it's your quote unquote job. And if you don't do it one day, you get filled with all this guilt and shame. Then my love, we really have to look inside of you and see what you've been one conditioned to believe. And two, what is that void that you're working so hard to fill through these external sources? 
why do you so desperately need to be validated and accepted by these external people in order to give yourself meaning? And if you're listening to this and you tell yourself, yeah, I I can feel this, it is never too late to turn your narrative around and get back into yourself and your core values. You cannot keep filling everyone else's cup and not filling your own. You'll be walking around like a ticking time bomb and I promise you one day you will explode and let me tell you it will not be pretty. So what steps can you take to start finding yourself again? And don't worry, if you are someone whose sense of self and your self-worth and self-love has some trauma attached to it and you can't really answer the question of who you are, I, I promise you it's completely possible to relearn yourself again and realign to your authentic self. It just takes some work. So yeah, let's get back to the steps. I'm going to share three simple things that you can do. Well, simple, but not simple things that you can do to realign with your self-love and get your identity back. Number one, inner child healing. This one is huge when it comes to self-love. It is so important to make your younger, childlike, authentic self your ally. This is your best friend. Try and remember a time when you were your authentic self before conditioning happened, before the trauma happened. What did you like to do? Who were you? What brought you happiness? And try to find that turning point. And just a disclaimer, if you are someone who has experienced trauma, I highly recommend finding a coach or a therapist that can help you with this process because it can be very emotionally draining and extensive if you do not have the right support. Number two, get uncomfortable by doing things on your own. Start by doing something simple like going grocery shopping and then sitting in a coffee shop by yourself. I promise you it's going to feel really unnatural at first and you're going to feel very awkward, but the more you do it, the more confidence you're going to build and the more you're actually going to start liking doing things by yourself. You're going to be able to go do these activities that are on your bucket list that you've been waiting for someone to do it with. You're going to just go do it on your own because you're not going to need someone to do it with you. And number three, affirm yourself every single day. Say things like, I am beautiful. I am confident. I am strong. I am able to be alone and be my authentic self. And if you need to, print out a bunch of powerful quotes and messages or put them on sticky notes and put it all over your walls. The more you're surrounded by positive self-talk, the more you're going to program your brain to believe it and say it to yourself. There are several other steps that you can take, but I just wanted to share some simple ones to get you started. Remember, You have to take care of you and be who you are. And the longer that you hide yourself behind a mask that doesn't actually deserve you, it becomes harder to recognize the person that actually lives underneath that mask. And in the process, you're actually going to be dimming your light more. So, And we don't want that, right? Because life is short or long and we want to make it the best that we can. And if you're a parent listening to this, I want you to really ask yourself, Would you be okay with your child walking in the footsteps you are in right now and feeling the way you are right now? If the answer is no, then you have a serious marathon to run. But at the end of that finish line, there's a version of yourself waiting that feels joy and that's just radiating magic. And on that note, I'm going to be ending off today's podcast. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. 
If you found value from today's podcast, please subscribe and follow for more. And if you would ever like to talk, please reach out to me on my socials. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend, and happy Valentine's Day in advance. Don't forget to take some time and spread love to yourself. Bye now.